श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय गौर भक्त बिंद की जय गौर प्रेम गुड इवनिंग फॉलोइंग prescribed rules and regulations and stuff like that but later on was uh, tested by lord chitanya and uh, and lord chitanya was very pleased by him giving up all those you know rules so <clears throat> how how can we recognize what is proper what is not when is time to give up some lower rules for the higher rules and how we can uh, you know ascertain the, our association how we can recognize our associ- association how can we see whom we should associate um, not to commit offense by thinking that someone is or oh, because he's not strict or because doesn't follow all rules uh mhm and doesn't need to elaborate on that mhm mhm yeah you you Christian uh, asked me this question earlier today as I want to ask it tonight and um he tagged on to the end of that question that that time so um uh something in particular if i recall in relation to worship of the deity of govardhan yeah, worship of govardhan shila and he'd seen different standards of the worship and so forth and uh, and so um how to know if someone's worship is um appropriate and on a higher level or whether it's negligence and and how to relate to that devotee and so forth so as you navigate the uh, you know the varied as it's become landscape of devotee vaishnavism there are different um ways in which the devotees find themselves engaged sometimes to constitute the, the difference that is the the uh the, the spice that the variety brings to life and is appropriate hmm? um and sometimes it's uh it's something that spoils the the brew or something like that uh, <laughs> but uh, there is room for difference obviously as an as an aside i suppose if it, it is a one and difference philosophy acintya veda ved so the there's a different there's a difference um a a and abed there's a non-difference from a philosophical point of view and abed difference from a religious um point of view or the religious application um so the ground is one the parameters that constitute godi vaishnavism philosophically are are one and then within that um there are varieties of expression and those uh relative to on a very low level to different dispositions that different devotees bring with them that may be kind of co-opted and engaged in Krishna service and on the high end of course 
uh, well, in, on the way up, then differences of of, of service as as, re, as as necessitates in their particular circumstance, and um, and then difference from real uh, feeling from from bhava. So there, um, such differences are acceptable, and and they serve to ornament the uh, philosophy. Hmm? And and then there are, as I say, differences that are uh, outside of the parameters of the the, the uh, philosophy and what constitutes worshiping Bhagawan, or they are uh, not beautiful because they are not in consideration of eligibility, adhikar. So, Sabhaktivinotaku was fond of saying, quoting the Bhagavatam Svesveya, Adhikaras, what is that verse? Eleventh can't do anyway. His Pujapatrita Marsh's poetic rendering, something like knowing your place is beautiful. It's just true beauty. So when we act out of um, out of place, hmm? we don't know our eligibility. Hmm? We act out of place, then it it's unbecoming. So there is scope for that. And I should warn you, you are a good friend and and welcome participant in our community, but um, uh, you're a little new to it as well. So uh, you have to navigate the course, and I, I, I warn you in advance, everyone here is not on the highest platform, many of their differences may be problematic, better than, uh, more than something that's to be followed and worshipped and, and so forth. We're a little, I don't know, funky, I guess, or something. <laughs> but that's just like ISKCON used to be. They realize that. Prabhupada said, beat it with feeling, you know, somehow or other, you know. Uh, the standards of deity worship that he gave would uh, uh, which which has become in Prabhupada's iskon um, a very high standard and and uh, it's one of the um, well <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the, the characteristics of iskon hmm? charge what is achara Hmm. What is the verse from Bhagavatam? Archana. Um, no. Uh, I shouldn't say. But it's characteristic of a certain type of eligibility to have a focus on the deity worship. Hmm? Sometimes the focus becomes so strong that it it takes precedence over focus on the Vaishnav. And that becomes then characteristic of uh, a less than progressive uh, approach to the tradition. Hmm? So, um, but um, the, the the I would want to say that the the, the standard of deity worship in Prabhupada Ziskan was was different. It used to be very much whatever Prabhupada said. We just do that, hmm. and he said. Say this to Mo Mahabodhanaya three times and bow down and worship and and so uh, and uh, 
in Los Angeles, they used to sometimes still be wearing um, jeans when worshiping Lord Jagannath and, uh, and so forth. So, so uh, he had uh, some essential ideas and uh, that he wanted to put in place and so forth, and, and they were more important. And um, on more than one occasion, for those who had a real penchant for the deity worship, he would advise them, go here, go to Radharamana Goswami's, go to Gaudiamath, you can get that, more details and so forth, and put them in place. And, and that's where they kind of come from and so on. Um, Prabhupada was very uh, interested in having a high standard of deity worship, but um, he was very much himself absorbed in in the uh, prachar and the preaching, wide-scale dissemination, and so on and so forth. And uh, and kind of the spirit was Babagrahi Janardana. Krishna accepts the the spirit of it. We once were sitting. We used to sit in Los Angeles in in New Dwarka in the morning uh, before there was a daily guru puja for Prabhupada, which came later. There we would attend the Mongol Arctic. We would seeing the Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur's Gurvastakam uh, and so forth. And, and then again around 6.30 in the morning, we would some of us who didn't have service um, at the time, we would gather around Prabhupada's Vyasana. We would sing the, the uh, um, Gurvastakam again. And one time he was up in his room, and his room used to be just... Uh, well, this was an old temple in, in Los Angeles. Now it's become a museum where it was, and I've been there in a long time. But anyway, he was in proximity to his room, which was, he could hear it. And so he heard us singing, Bande Guru Orshi Charanadarinam, I offer my respects to the lotus feet of the cow, something like that. Uh, instead of the to the guru, we were pronouncing the word wrong. So he corrected us, but he, uh, uh, to paraphrase, Characterize how Prabhupada replying Sridhar said with regard to such things. Um, Krishna says, I think you meant this, right? He can feel your heart. I think you meant this. And so that was very much the spirit of, of uh, Prabhupada's teaching, much, much to the, much, much to the, uh, to the, um, to the um, shock of some of his uh, god brothers and other Gaudiya Vaishnavas and so forth. And, and, and um, gradually, gradually, over time, the decades, it's become more um, more fixed in how things are done and so on and so forth. So um, we need some more decades here to, <laughs> to get frozen like that, and then there'll be problems and so on and so forth. So they come with that. So, um, But... Um, your question is interesting, and it, and it brings up many points. First of all, you, you started with the idea that, in the, that Krishna says that he comes for the purpose of establishing dharma, and in the end he says to reject dharma. So um, your thinking is that in the beginning there should be dharma, and then in some point you become advanced and go beyond the dharma, and how do we know that someone's beyond the dharma or... Um, or uh, whether uh, the appearance of such is really a deviation, so forth. That's a thoughtful kind of a question. But I think that it's important to note that um, that from the Gaudiya, purely from the Gaudiya perspective, when Krishna says, yada yada hi dharmasya, 
Uh, this is the verse you're mentioning in Bhagavad Gita, that I come to establish dharma. Yadahidahidahidahidahidharmasya hmm. dharmasya Glanir Bhavati Bharata Bhutanamadharma Satadatmanam Sujami Ham Paritanaya Sarunam Dinashayatruskritam Dharma Samstapanada Sambhavami Dugay Dugay. These are two famous verses from the fourth chapter of the Gita. The fourth chapter of the Gita is about Gyan, um, Gyan Yoga, but it, it, it actually segues in this very beginning section for a number of verses into a dissertation on avatar tattva, and that's the first place in the Gita where bhakti is actually mentioned. Bhaktosi mesakachiti rahasya hitudutumam. He, he tells Arjuna, I, I'm telling you this secret because you are my devotee and my sakha, my friend. Hmm. And so it, any any discourse on avatar tattva obviously has to include something about a bhakti. So it's a nice uh, section. At any rate, uh, when he says that he comes to establish dharma, hmm, um, he further elaborates upon that in the second verse of the two famous verses by saying that I come to protect the devotees and and uh, and uh, and uh, expose the, the miscreants for what they are, something like that. And so the Gaudi commentators have been very clear and. Um, quick to emphasize that as far as Krishna goes, and it means the Krishna of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, that means Brajendranandana Krishna, Shamsundar, Jashodanandana Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan, Krishna of, of Vrindavan, hmm? this Krishna. When we analyze the verse from that perspective. Hmm? But that Krishna, hmm? this is the Gaudiya Krishna, then it must be emphasized that what the, the reason for which he primarily comes is paritranaya sadhunam, hmm? to nourish the devotees, hmm? to protect the devotees. And, um, and the protection, if you will, of the devotees that's involved here is that is that to to kind of alleviate them from the the pangs of separation? Those devotees who have, after all, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we it is thought that the perfection of prem hmm, that uh, centers around a dominant emotion, an emotion that defines the person. Really, Madhurya, Sakya, Batsaya defines the person. This is what Staibhav means. It actually defines the person. Um, that uh, Prem hmm, and Staibhav has further uh, development hmm, in terms of so the Stai that is all categorized as the Staibhav. Uh, sneha, man, pranaya, rag, and rag, bhav, mahabhav. This is an extension, a kind of a development of the stai bhav relative to the relationship with Krishna in Vrindavan. So if you have dasya bhav, or vatsalya bhav, or sakya rasa, then this development will go so far. Hmm? 
snehaman pranay ragan or pranay comes first, then prem and sakiras, for example. So these developments take place have in the devotee's life in association with uh, nitya siddhas, whom with whom Krishna descends, whom Krishna can't be separate from. There's no meaning to Krishna without those devotees because their love of God and Krishna, the object of love, of their love, they correspond. This is the beda bed hmm? played out in 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 this this context. So he's with them, and in their association, this is this development takes place. So there is for the sadhana siddha, hmm? swarup siddhi, to take birth in the leela. Hmm? It's thought. This is a kind of a, a adiatmic perspective, but it's a general one that's often um, emphasized. So. Take birth in the Leela, have association, develop this stai, and from Swarup City to Vastu City, to use the term of Bhakti Vinod, enter into the Aprakata, unmanifest Leela, and so forth. So those are the kind of sadhakas that Krishna is coming to protect those gopikas from their husbands, hmm? <laughs> for example. Hmm? Oh. We don't want them to go and 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 enter into the Rasamandal and uh, and uh, uh, remain as a as some type of subtle impediment still needs to be overcome. Either the separation has to reach a certain pitch of intensity to uh, warrant the corresponding union, and so on and so forth. So. Uh, from the, strictly from a Gaudi perspective, this is why Krishna comes to the world, hmm? to protect those devotees. Hmm? He can't stay away from them. Hmm? He, he, their, 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 their culture of bhakti has reached such a point hmm? that union is 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 uh, a natural um, consequence. So, from that point of view, then. The Krishna that we are interested in doesn't come to establish Dharma at all. Hmm? In Vrindavan, this is not the concern of Krishna. It is even said by, by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that the killing of the demons in Vrindavan, all of whom we should take note, come from outside of Vrindavan. Hmm? They enter for a short period and they're dismissed by Krishna. And even then, it's the Vishnu in Krishna that does the killing of the slaying of, of the demons. Krishna, indeed, in particular, is characterized with, uh, with, uh, in in amazement, in the w- or words of Uddhava. Hmm? What is what does he say? Aho vakiyam stanakala kutam. He's speaking about Putana. Uddhava is the most learned um, of Krishna's devotees. Shastravit. He's a counselor of Krishna. He, he he supplies the verses for Krishna and, and how he should act according to Dharma in Dwaraka and so forth and Mathura and uh, he says oh what who who in their right mind would worship anyone other than Krishna Putana came and and smeared poison on her breast and disguised herself as a nursemaid with the intention of of killing the infant. It's a, would be, you know, newsworthy event. Mother, you know, witch disguises herself as mother, 
smears poison on breast and kills boy. So it's very insidious. The, the contrast is huge. That, that the mother, who, who is who, in whose arms we feel completely safe, hmm? completely safe, and that in relation to her breast and the milk, you couldn't be in a safer position. Hmm? And in this position, then he is in danger. Hmm? So the contrast is is huge. And, and, and of course, Uddhava marvels at the, at the fact that uh, Krishna ignored the disguise, if you will, and said, well, she's dressed like a devotee, must be a devotee. Hmm? Well, it, it, so it's good to dress like a devotee. <laughs> that point, is, as an aside, it, it just might work for you. Hmm. Uh, he saw her dressed like a devotee, accept her as a devotee. This is Krishna. Pichet sudara choro, bhajate mamanandabhak, sadureva samantavya samyagva vasito isa. He gets very emotional in that ninth chapter of the Gita that I just cited from. There, It's all about um, ananyabhakti. And as he comes to the end, he, he's speaking about his devotees. This is Rajavidya, Rajaguhyam. He becomes very emotional and he says shocking things there. Even if they offer me just a fruit, a flower, a water. He's saying, where there is love, there are no rules. Where there are rules, there is no love. These two opposites. The two opposite ends of the religious spectrum. You have Rag Bhakti on the one end and Varnashram on the other. Varnashram is rule-heavy and love light and rag bhakti is love heavy and and the rules um are very light um and so that's what he's speaking about there in the ninth chapter becoming very emotional speaking about his devotees even they, even they offer me something that everybody has that people can't live without water with love and devotion as they do i accept that and even if they do something very bad a pichad sudarachar Durachar hmm. means bad achar, bad behavior. Sudarachar, very bad behavior. Still, they're my devotees, and and uh, and and Arjun, if you glorify the bad things that they do, you will become pure. Hmm. <laughs> it's very like uh, turns things on their head, so to speak. Um, uh, so this is Krishna. Nudava says, "Who in their right mind would worship any would take shelter of anyone other than Krishna? Who, although approached like this by 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 Putana, a most condemnable approach, hmm? um, he ignored that intention hmm? and and accepted the externals. Generally, he says he accepts the intention." And ignores the externals. Here, the <laughs> he ignored the intention, which was bad, and accepted the externals, which were good. <laughs> and uh, and gave her some type of fatsalya bhav in the outskirts of Golok, hmm? not in the brudge itself, but um, and so he says, who in the right mind would take shelter of anyone else? So this is an incredible person. Hmm? So such is his nature, and. Uh, so, Prajendrananda and Krishna 
is not uh, concerned with establishing dharma, just like Nimai Pandit is not very concerned with establishing dharma in Navadvip. Once he manifests himself as a devotee, then he's just doing Rasa Kirtan, the house of Shiva, Stakur, and um, once he takes sannyas, then that's another thing. Then he begins to teach the dharma. Hmm? And that's, of course, important, because after Mahaprabhu leaves, comes out of Srivastakur's house with his kirtan, and then takes a nyas and leaves Vrindavan, that whole, all that leela is showing the way to enter into the courtyard of Srivastakur, how to get there. Hmm? Um, and, of course, it ends up through the, through the Gambira he enters there. Hmm? So it's a long uh, teaching, of course, but by his example, and in the context of Said in that example, he instructs Rupa Sanatan and converts Prakashananda, Venkata, Sarvabhoma, and so much Siksha. So this is very important to us, this section, the Sanyas Leela of Mahaprabhu, but it's not important as an ends unto itself, but as a means to an ends, to have a relationship with, with Nimai Pandit, where there's no Aishvarya. The Sanyas is Aishvarya. So similarly, Krishna in Dwarka, Mathura, he's establishing Dharma and and so the, the the mood changes as 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 you know, and uh, so from strictly from the Gaudiya perspective, then he doesn't come to establish Dharma. That's a secondary thing that is that is an outgrowth of what? It's really an outgrowth of demonstrating uh, the point that I'm making. So the whole Matura Lila, the whole Dwarka Lila, properly understood, just like the Puri Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the South India Lila of Mahaprabhu, it's all pointing back to Navadvipa. It's all pointing back to Vrindavan. If you understand the Leela of Krishna properly, it builds in the Bhagavatam up to the Rasa Leela and it takes us through beautiful uh, sentiments. It, it, it emphasizes the Sambandhanuga and Kamanuga. Sambandharupa, Kamarupa Bhakti. Hmm? You have the whole, this, and it's, you, no, it's uh, often um, focused on in this Kartik month, the, the Damodar Leela covers what, three, four Chapters and the, and there, the subject is Vatsalya Bhava. Hmm? You go to then Brahma Vimohan Lila, hmm? uh, twelve, thirteen, Brahma's prayers in fourteen, and then fifteen. Uh, that comes tomorrow with the Gopastami, beginning of Krishna's Poganda Lila. These all is showcasing Sakirasa. Hmm? And that Sakirasa begins with, 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 well, it takes the whole range of Sakirasa, as explained there. Have you study carefully the different types of Sakirasa and so forth. And then the Raspanchajai. So you have different centers in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Five chapters of Raspanchajai uh, emphasizing the Madhuri Lila. So, so it culminates there, and building up to that. And then everything after that is pointing back to it. Hmm? And so, uh, so Krishna comes to show this. He he leaves Mathura. He leaves Vrindavan for Mathura, and leaves Mathura for Dwarka, um, all in consideration of the Brajbasis. Hmm? And their love and separation is showcased by his apparent absence, and it's 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 realized that his physical, if you will, presence in Dwarka, when he's physically present in Dwarka, he's less present than his non-physical presence in Vrindavan. He's more present in Vrindavan hmm, 
than he is present in Dwarka when he's physically present there. Therefore, you have examples for exa- for uh, of Krishna uh, singing out the names of his parents, his friends, his his gopis in his dreams in in the uh, palatial his palatial residence with his queens, and so they know his mind is somewhere else. So this is the Krishna of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Mm-hmm. And um, and the Dharma, if you want to say he comes to establish Dharma, then it is the Prem Dharma mm-hmm. that he comes to establish. And he does it by, 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 by showcasing that Leela, making it available that people might um, have a window into that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, from that perspective, Krishna comes to establish prema dharma. This is the whole message of Bhagavatam. Therefore, dharma svanustita pumsal Again and again again, the Bhagavatam is giving a real bashing, if you will, to the Varnashram dharma, the dharma, dharma marg, the karma marg. Uh, it, it's, it's the standard of religion, and it's establishing a new standard. It's like the New Testament, the Bhagavatam, of the Vedic texts. It was all about law. And the Old Testament used a biblical Christian uh, example. And then came the, 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 the Savior and the love. So the Bhagavatam is, is, is like this. It's a New Testament, all about um, uh, a new kind of dharma. Dharma... What is it? No? Yes, but Savai Pum Sam Parodharma Parodham Yato Bhakti Rihoksajaya Hoitakya Pratyata Ayatma Sam Prasidati Sam Siddhir Haritoshanam If Hari is pleased, that is Dharma. But they're cheating on their husbands. That doesn't matter. So it might appear. It's pleasing to Krishna. That is Dharma. You see the contrast. And this is... It, it, you have to understand that in the context, we don't live in the Varnashram world where everybody has those religious sensibilities. They may not have any re- religious sensibilities and so forth. But in that society, this is a hard sell. Wow. Hmm? You understand? And I've experienced that those who kind of gravitate towards the fringe, if you will, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and, and identify uh, off-center with what's important, it's similar. It's a hard sell, what Gaudiya Vaishnavism really is. Hmm? Uh, people have, sometimes they always emphasize purity. Hmm? It, it's not, it, it, if it, for purity, for gyan, you need purity. For bhakti, purity is something that comes about in, in, in due course and so forth. So It's not that you've got to become pure and then you can do bhakti. Hmm? But sometimes the devotees start to think like that. So these, we come, you see, in the world we run on the two tracks of karma and gyan, boga and tyag, exploitation and renunciation. And then there are actual systematic methods to acquire as much as you could acquire by exploitation. Go to heaven. Hmm? Do it systematically. Or renunciation. Enter into, get mukti, get freedom. Get things or get away from things. Hmm? But things in the world is the center of both of these pursuits. They are two sides of the same coin. They are not 
in the full sense of the term, otherworldly. Hmm? And they don't shed light on the full prospect of the jivatma. Hmm? So exploitation, renunciation, but dedication harmonizes these two, gives them meaning, value, and so forth. And we, and so there is taking and there is giving up in the context of bhakti. If I love you, then I give up things that are not pleasing to you. If I love you, I accept things that are pleasing to you. This is the standard of our acceptance and rejection, our boga and our tag and, and so forth. So it's important to conceptually get these type of foundational ideas or as an orientation in place. Um, therefore, as I say, in one sense, in a strictly the Gaudi sense, the Dharma, if you want to say, the Krishna comes to establish it, it is Prema Dharma. And that's what he's talking about at the end of the Gita. Obviously, he does go on and speak about ordinary sense of Dharma, but even there, the book of Bhagavad Gita is not about Varnashram. Hmm? It's not. It's, it's, it appears in the as a chapter in Mahabharata, it's all about Varnashram. And it appears at the point where every reader's attention is like totally focused. This build-up with romantic and political intrigue has been going on for chapter after chapter after chapter. And the heroes and heroines, the players, have been very... Uh, 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 beautifully portrayed and so you've got this whole emotional life in relation to karna and uh, and uh, and uh, and the, the pandavas and and so on and so forth and and um and here the battle now it's all the diplomacy has failed and it's going to take place it's actually going to happen and everybody's on the edge of the seat and bhagavad-gita comes hmm? very artful hmm? and 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 this is takes us from the to the to the Gita Upanishad. Hmm? Arjuna argues from the point of view of Dharma. Right? In the first chapter, why he should not fight. And Krishna replies by calling him a fool. Hmm? Right? And he begins immediately to speak not about Dharma, but about Gyan. Hmm? He, he speaks about the nature of the Atma. Hmm? And after speaking about the nature of the Atma, trying to take Arjun from a religious orientation to a spiritual orientation. Hmm? After he does that, then he comes back for three or four or five verses and in a very superficial way addresses Arjun's arguments about from the Dharma perspective, from the Dharma perspective. First he ignores it and says, you're a fool. This is uh, 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 the. He's basically saying that Dharma Marg is about acquiring things, and you're not a thing. Hmm? So this is not gonna. This this is senseless. This is meaningless. This 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 is not very intelligent. Hmm? And after having done that, he says, but anyway, um, uh, you should fight for the sake of fighting. And he speaks about really kind of the equipoise. Hmm? of essential spiritual life as he then uh, segues into an explanation of, of yoga. And he begins by explaining bhakti-yoga. And so forth. Hmm? But note the contrast there. It's very extreme. Hmm? 
um, in that small section where he kind of superficially addresses the the Dharma arguments, not by taking it to Gyan, but by uh, on the level of Dharma. There's a perceived, if you follow the text, you know, questions of Arjun that cause Krishna to speak in the way he does. Hmm? And the last thing Arjun more or less mentally replies with is that, but that's okay, but it, but if I follow the Dharma, yeah, I may get this and that, and it's the right thing to do, but, but inevitably sin will be committed here because Brahmins will be killed and women will be left on, you know, uh, unprotected and so forth, uh, as per the culture and so forth, unprotected because, of course, now we protect them by giving them an education. But uh, so, Bali uh, makes a comment. Krishna is saying here hmm, that yes, okay, whatever, it's true. Hmm? If you do what I say, you will commit sins from the dharmic perspective. It's unavoidable. Hmm? But if you do it. With the with the spirit of what I'm talking about, hmm? entering into essential spiritual life, there'll be no repercussions. You have to understand what's being said there. He's saying, yes, you can kill people hmm? and not be culpable. Hmm? This is like, whoa, you know, you get to pass out, and that's what he's saying. You can kill people for spiritual life. Hmm? If it's required to pursue the spiritual life to kill somebody, you will not incur any negative repercussions for that. Uh, who's that person and what's that circumstance? Well, I guess that was the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> of course, it's, you know, ultimately it's, it's uh, symbolic in a sense too. It's about killing the ego and the killer in you. It has to be, be killed and so forth. But he is making a very stark contrast between dharma and spiritual life, religious life and essential experiential spiritual life. Later, he does it in the, at the end of the first six chapters also. He's doing at the beginning of the first six chapters, and he's doing at the end of the first six chapters, where he's trying to take Arjuna to an essential spiritual orientation. In the end, the sixth chapter, of course, you'll go into bhakti and the theology. And so what does he say at the end? of the, Arjun says, you know, he says, I, I don't know if I can practice this yoga. It's like, whoa, it's difficult what you're talking about to control the mind. It's like trying to capture the wind. And Arjun says, Krishna says, yeah, it is, it's difficult. But it's possible by practice, and so forth. And Arjun poses the question, well, what if I try and I'm not successful? Then where will I be? I will have foregone the, the dharmic adherence that's mandated in, in, in the sacred text, the moral life, hmm? and all of the, you know, the, the, the millions of rules of Varnashram that are all attempt to kind of, like, it's all like karmic, Offsets, what do they call it? Carbon offsets is what it is. It's a life of, okay, like in environmentalism, you know, you have these people, they, they want to bring in new forms of energy resources so they can continue to exploit <laughs> nature for their human uh, purposes and so forth for a longer period of time and maybe a less harmful way, but I mean, it's still a life of exploitation from our, our perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so you get the, you know, you, 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 you exploit here and then you offset it by going over here. And this is what they call it, carbon offset, something like that, right? So I don't know how they invest in something that's, that's PC and green and so forth, and then they go and yeah, guzzle some gas or something. <laughs> so this is the Barnashram. This is the Karma Mark. This is what it is. Hmm? Uh, and so what does Krishna say there? Arjuna says, if I forego the, the uh, uh, being PC and, and progressively correct and, and, and so forth, then uh, and I pursue what you're talking about, I might be unsuccessful in yoga because it's not easy. Hmm? And you yourself have admitted, yes, it's, it is difficult. It's a good analogy, Arjuna. It's like trying to control the wind, hmm? trying to control the mind. It's just, just central to yoga. It's like trying to con- capture the wind. It's possible. It requires practice, detachment. But yeah, he doesn't say, no, it's easy. He says, yeah, it's difficult. Hmm? But uh, it is possible, and it is important. And hmm, and if what if what if you're not successful there? Hmm? What does Krishna say? There's no question of not being successful there. He says, if you are unsuccessful in terms of perfect execution if you will, of all that's involved in, in the culture of essential spiritual life, and therefore you don't become a siddha. Still you're successful, but you have not fully um, attained the goal. If you are unsuccessful in that sense, you will attain the result that you could have attained by perfectly following the Dharma. You can go to heaven by imperfectly applying yourself in essential spiritual life. You know this from Bhagavat, the Nard Bhagavatam. He says, Nard says the same thing. He says, better you tried and failed than you didn't try at all. Because wherever you've fallen along the path, you'll get up and pick up from there and carry on. Hmm? So he's saying that imperfect execution of or participation in essential spiritual life hmm, gives you the result of perfectly executing the, the dharmic life, which is very, very difficult to do. Hmm? Hmm? And more, because you'll go to heaven... Hmm? Uh, or and then come come back to earth and pick up where you left off in essential spiritual life. You so and those persons that go to heaven for different reasons. Some people want to go to heaven; they go there. Some people are not interested in heaven, in material acquisition, but they go there. They have a different position in heaven. Hmm? It's possible that those who go to heaven, if you will. Hmm, by imperfect execution of the spiritual life, if it happens to coincide with Krishna's coming to the world for his sadhakas, as we began, hmm, his uh, svarup siddha hmm, devotees, that they can come from heaven directly participate in the lila and become perfect. Therefore, it said, some cowherds, they come as sadhana siddhas, some come from heaven, 
they're also sadhana siddhas, but they're coming from a different place. Hmm? And some come from Golok, along with Krishna. Hmm? So the whole emphasis of the Gita is this essential spiritual life and, of course, ultimately, bhakti. And and the, 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 the kind of bhakti we argue, and well, I think, if we look carefully at the Gita that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching about. There certainly this is the furthest reach of of the Prema Dharma. And as I've mentioned in my commentary on the Gita, after all, Krishna's at Kurukshetra and it's not the first time he's been there. Hmm. So if he's going to talk about Dharma, hmm, stepping down at Kurukshetra, what does it mean to Krishna? Hmm. This is such a touching place where he, Gopikas and, and all of Vrindavan inhabitants met him at Kurukshetra. You know the story. Hmm? There he confessed to them that uh, I'm purchased by you and so on and so forth. And this is Rathiatra, the central of uh, focus of the Rathiatra, very um, uh, deep um, uh, part of Gaudiya, hmm? Gaudiya philosophy. So. So, uh, so this is the kind of dharma that Krishna comes to establish, and and to and and the, the discussion of Varnashram, for example, in, in Gita is like minuscule; it's very small. It's just just quickly, quickly dismissed and said. And anyway, whatever. Even if yes, if you if you have to kill people for spiritual life, better to do that and, and move 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 on, away from that. Hmm? Very powerful. Uh, uh, eh, eh. And so, in this sense, the beginning of the Gita, as you ask about, and the end of the Gita, where there's, I'm coming to establish Dharma and Sarvadharma and Puttyajamame come Saranam Braja. They're in concert. Now, from another point of view, Krishna goes through the whole religious spectrum. He does speak, as he begins to speak, um, in the third chapter, he does speak about karma and the, the karma marg, the dharma marg, in an essentially spiritual way where there's niskam karma, right? Where you do the, the, the duties of the varnashram, but you're not attached to the results. That's has little interest uh, for Krishna, little interest. You have to appreciate, too, in the fourth chapter where he mentions chattu varnamaya shishtam guna karma vibhagasa, right? There is the Varnashram. He mentions this. And there are the Chattuvarnyam. This is my Shrishtam. This is my Shrishti. My, my creation. Hmm? What does he say? Chattuvarnyam my Shrishtam guna karma vibhaga saha. What's the next line? Karta. You get old, you know. Anyway, he says, it's my creation. I've done it, but I have nothing to do with it. If you understand it properly, this is what the text says. I made it, but I'm not in it. It has nothing to do with me. Hmm? Uh, we don't have any pundits here. So that, go through the word. Uh, anyway, it's there. I'm, I, I created it, but you won't find me in it. Hmm? Something like that. So, still... In the third chapter, he's, 
you know, this is the extent to which he really wants to give any emphasis, moving away from it, hmm? by moving away from this fruit chasing that keeps you on this roller coaster of ups and downs. This is the whole of life, chasing after the happiness and avoiding the distress. Hmm? This is the Bogue and, and Tiag. Hmm? Bhakti, in Bhakti, there's no consideration of happiness or distress. It's just, there's no consideration of it whatsoever. Our focus is only one thing. We are serving. We serve our Guru and Krishna, and if the service is distressful or the service is joyful, I mean, easy to do or hard to do, it doesn't make any difference. Hmm? I give an example. We, we have some couple of guys that work with us in, um, in, in Madhavan in Costa Rica. So Miguel, I was, he came one day, and he had been digging trenches to bury the electrical cord. This is in the jungle, right? Mm-hmm. The whole day previously, I thought, that's pretty hard. I'll give him something easier to do today. So I said, I thought, you know, I'll give you something easier to do today. He says, it doesn't matter. He said, my job is to please you. That's all. It doesn't matter what the work is. If it will please you that I do hard work, I do hard work. If it pleases you that I do easy work, I do easy work. His focus is entirely different. So it doesn't matter. This is this is the, what, the idea of bhakti. The idea is what, if it's required to do something difficult to please Krishna, well, that it, it's, it's, then we do it. If it's easy, we do it. It doesn't matter. You transcend this whole, what the whole life's about, looking for the easy life, hmm? making it easy, taking it easy, avoiding the distress, and so forth. There's no avoidance of distress. If it's required for Krishna service, it's distressful. It's not distressful because it's Krishna service. It's a whole different perspective. Hmm? It's very different. It's very different. Uh, material life, the karma life, because it's ups and downs of avoiding distress, seeking happiness, or the, the jnana life or mukti. Mukti is about freedom. Hmm? And bhakti is about slavery. Nothing could be <laughs> nothing could be more different. <laughs> hmm? Divine slavery. Hmm? It's not a hard sell, perhaps. Hmm? But... Hmm? It speaks actually to the heart of the human condition. So, where anyway, a little interested, he speaks about the Dharma mark in terms of nishkam, hmm? without uh, desire. And there, there is some emphasis on duties and and in following the 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 the, the societal, the social, religious norms and so forth, with detachment um, that you might come to wisdom. Hmm? and be freed from such obligations other than in such a society, perhaps to act in such a way as to set an example for others who don't have the eligibility to enter into the wisdom which comes mystically through a trans-rational approach of, well, giving up the fruits. Hmm? You would think that by giving up, you would have less, but the mystery of life is that you actually have more. Hmm? And when this is honed, this principle, then you find that in the context of essential spiritual life, the more that you get is yourself. You find I am the more. I feel there's more to life than what meets the eye and the mind. And then we find out it's me. I am the more. I am not a thing. And then we enter into the into the subjective world with, with, with such high possibilities as we find in Chaitanya Lila. So this is this is the extent to which um, Krishna emphasizes the, 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 the Dharma in the sense in which 
you're, you're, you were thinking about it. Hmm? And of course, we don't live in a Varnashram society, and we won't. I mean, India's the last vestige of that is quickly moving away from that. Hmm? And who would be the king? <laughs> so, you know, it's not going to, it's going to be a hard sell. Hmm? You want to tell people, come to our class, come to our fireside, we want to have a spiritual talk, and we analyze it. And you are Sudra, and your wife is a Brahmin. you got to split up. You, she's got to live over there, he's got to live over there, you can't eat this and this, and well, you know. You say, chant Hare Krishna, take prasadam. That's much more inviting. Hmm? Well, this is a, Mahabharata was interested in a classless society. Hmm? Prabhupada also used to speak about spiritual communism, classless society. Hmm? That is Vrindavan. It is classless. Hmm? It has an appearance of Varnashram for the sake of a structure, but it's all being run on, on bhava, on uh, uh, feeling. Wise love hmm, is governing the whole, the whole thing. Therefore, you cannot take, for example, something from the leela. Let's like let's take for example, in the leela, uh, maybe you know the ladies stand in the background. So if you, you think I'll take that, make the ladies stand in the background. This is what it means to be Krishna conscious. These are externals. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? Uh, <laughs> that's uh, uh, actually, and actually, the ladies are in the foreground. There, <laughs> it's quite, quite, quite different, uh, and they're not ladies, and, and we're not men, and so on and so forth. So, so the, if the the real emphasis on, in Dharma in the Gita is like the Bhagavad, it's sequel, if you will, it's it's Prema Dharma, hmm? and it it begins by rejecting. The Varnashram dharmas. Therefore, Sarva Dharman Pritya Mam Ekam Shadanam. Because Varnashram is polytheistic. Hmm? It's totally polytheistic. And Bhakti is kind of monotheistic, or it's Ananya, it's exclusive. Mam Ekam, me alone, hmm? Krishna says. Yes, Vishnu is there in Varnashram. All the gods and goddesses are there. Hmm? But the reason, so there'll be, there'll be some touch of Vishnu Bhakti in Varnashram. Worship Vishnu on this occasion, something like that. That's what makes the whole thing work, is the Gaudiya perspective. <laughs> if that one element is not there, the whole thing won't produce the results. Hmm? A little bit of Bhakti makes the whole of the karma mark successful. Hmm? And how little is the Bhakti? I've given an example worth repeating. The bhakti in Varnashram is like when we were younger and we first went to Vrindavan, we stayed in, 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 at first at the Fogal Ashram and then gradually the, the, the Prabhupada's Krishna Balaram Mandir was established in, uh, in Raman Reti. And the, so the closest market in town was the Loy Bazaar. It's a wool market. It was a wool market. But they had a little guy selling Tulsi and some people selling uh, deity paraphernalia and so forth. And so that's where we bought... You know, all of our deity paraphernalia used to be the temple presidents of North America and Europe and whatnot would would kind of had, they'd kind of come with their storehouse of money stocked up from the year, and then who would spend the most on their deities was the kind of uh, kind of competition. You know, and the shops were just loving it, as you can imagine. And um, and so eventually, you come to a shop, and there's a picture of Prabhupada in the shop. 
And they, they think, oh, they were, they worship Prabhupada here. They like, we'll buy here. <laughs> so this is the extent to which Vishnu is, you know, there in, in, the, in the ordinary idea of, of the Varnashram. Mm-hmm. They think, if I worship Vishnu, I'll get what I need. So if I put the picture of Prabhupada, they'll buy from me. I like Prabhupada. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's okay. You can like him for that purpose also. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, and, and that's initially kind of why they liked him, but then also for other reasons. And we took Prabhupada through the streets. I wasn't personally there. I left a month earlier with his, on his order from his passing, but taking him through the streets of Vrindavan after his passing on the palanquin was certainly a, a, something that all of the shopkeepers in there, they, by this time they were the, the grandfathers, now they're great-grandfathers, and their grand, great-grandsons are running the shops and and so forth. But there was a moment that made Brindaban, especially Louis Bazaar, st- stand still. And what, what he did for us in every way, there they were, you know, successful in every way, materially, and, and of course, even spiritually by way of Sukriti and so forth. Mm. So, anyway, that that's, gets me a little emotional that, to think of it. But, um, but in Varnashram, uh, it's again polytheistic, and Krishna's advocating a mommy come. We know we are discussing this for the Govardhan Lila. This is what it's all about. Govardhan Lila is all about Sharnagati, which is all about Shraddha. Sharnagati is the external manifestation of the, what is often thought to be something very intangible faith. Hmm? Very intangible and often thought to be a deviation from reason, but actually it's that which. which um, reason, if it assists, if it assists faith, then it knows its full uh, glory and beauty. Hmm? Shastra yukti. Hmm? One can, if we can reason about faith, faith means shastra shradhya, shastriya shradha. means faith in revelation. That's a very practical. The idea, the principle that that if if I want to know perfectly. I need a perfect method. Hmm? This is the principle. If you want to have perfect knowledge, you need a perfect method, and this is the perfect method. Hmm? You have to fold your hand. We know that intellect is imperfect. As much as the smartest person exercises, they can be proved wrong on any given thing. Hmm? So there's a... If the perfect... If the infinite wants to reveal itself to the finite... Then the finite can know the infinite. How can the finite know the infinite? Mathematically, it's not possible. But then again, the infinite is infinite. So it has infinite capacity. It can do the impossible. So it can make itself known to the finite, if it so chooses. So therefore, with folded hands, we go in a transrational um, uh, approach. Hmm? We make an effort to receive grace, something like that to position ourselves, to move negatively, not positively with our shoes on, hmm? to break in, hmm? push down the door of Golok, no. But negatively means humility, hmm? expressing I have necessity, I have necessity, hmm? I have a great need, neediness, this is a sign of health for a young, young boy if he has appetite, right? Hmm? So this healthy attitude in bhaktis, I have necessity. Hmm? 
I feel strongly there's something lacking in me. Hmm. Uh, this is very positive then. They, they who know say they know Brahman, they don't know Brahman. They who say they don't know Brahman, they know Brahman. Hmm. The story of the Bhagavatam keeps coming up. Hmm. Man sent his son to get an education in Benares. Do you know the story? Hmm. So he went and studied many things, and he came back to Vrindavan. Father said, so did you get an education? He said, yes. He said, oh, what did you study? This book, this book? He said, you didn't study Srimad Bhagavatam? He said, I don't think that was on the, on the uh, what do they call it, the curric- curriculum. curriculum. So, so the father said, then you didn't get an education. No matter what you studied, if you didn't study Bhagavatam, you didn't get an education. Go back to Vrindavan and study Srimad Bhagavatam. So again he went, he studied Bhagavatam, he returned. Father said, so did you study Srimad Bhagavatam? Yes, now I know why you sent me back to Benares. All the other books combined uh, are don't afford the same wisdom and education as Bhagavatam alone. So Father said, very good. So you got an education. So you, you understood Srimad Bhagavatam. He said, yes, and I understood why you sent me. He said, okay, they better go back to Benares and study Srimad Bhagavatam again. So he was confused, but he went. He studied Bhagavatam again. Again he came back. Father said, so did you study a second time? He said, yes. Now I understand why you sent me back to study the second time. I thought I had understood the Bhagavatam the first time, but after studying the second time, I realized I had hardly even entered into the to the, 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 the tip of the iceberg of what the Bhagavatam is about. So Father said, so you've understood Srimad Bhagavatam? He said, yes. He said, better go back to Benares and study Srimad Bhagavatam. Again he went back, again he studied, again he returned. Father said, so did you study Srimad Bhagavatam a third time? Yes, I studied. And did you understand? He said, Father, I cannot understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Father said, now you have understood Srimad Bhagavatam, and now you are an educated man. Hmm? So there is some, there is real knowing hmm, involves some uncertainty. Hmm? Our God is, is being and becoming at the same time, always becoming. He has some unknowing. Hmm? Because there is, it is, it is unknowable, hmm? lovable, hmm? and loving is the full face of knowing, really. and hmm? So, that said, hmm? we move more to the heart of your question, <laughs> if you will. Huh? We we. Uh, Emphasize what is that? What is the Dharma of the Bhagavat? What is the Dharma of even in the Gita and so forth? Hmm? Um, so it's not, for example, when we apply ourselves in Gaudiya Vaishnava. At first, we get fixed up in the Varnashram and its rules and so forth, and then gradually we become we come to Bhakti. No, the, the Varnashram does not beget Bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti begets Bhakti, hmm? and. Uh, and she's independent, so she can go anywhere. It doesn't require a pure heart or anything. So let's take rag bhakti. Gaudi Vaishnavism is about rag, rag bhakti. That's what it's all about, right? That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give the bless the world with. Hmm? Um, he says there, through the pen of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, even what to speak of other approaches to divinity from Dharma or Gyan. He says, this Vaidhi Bhakti, when I do Vaidhi Bhakti, I stand still. 
in Bhaiti Bhakti, I'm there, I'm venerated, but I'm standing still. Hmm? Very central to Vaidhi Bhakti is this Archan. Hmm? Archan has a place in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but it's not the central place. Kirtanam, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. This is the center of the practice of, of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Archanam, half Archanam. Hmm? You, go to, you go to Udupi in a, in a Vaidhi Marg Sampradaya, and it, I mentioned this the other day, they worship Udipi Krishna from four in the morning till noon. The puja is finished. Hmm? And the moths, eight moths, eight acharyas. And for eight years, each acharya is, is raising money so that the ninth year he stays, he presides over the Udupi moth and Udupi Krishna spends all the money that he raised for eight years on the deity. Hmm? So... A puja, you know, the morning puja. You were talking about. We were talking about the morning puja. It lasts for like seven, eight hours till it's completed every day. So quite an emphasis on archan. And archan is always has an element of reverence, unless you, you know, go beyond the reverence of archan marg, appropriate for a sadaka deha, and act in ways that are like. Sanatan, you know, negotiating with his deity. Now you want salt. Next you'll want ghee and so many things. I'm poor. You're going to stay with me? you got to, you know, live with my budget. Something like that. This this is not in the Archana Padatis, how to do Archan, given to us by Ragmar devotees. So there's a place for Archan. Hmm? Um, And the orientation is somewhat somewhat different than than in, in Vaidhi Bhakti, but it's nonetheless it's always full. It's it's always tempered by, by reverence, and it's something we do in a sadaka deha. Hmm? Hmm? Um, so, it's not uh, uh, of the angas of Vaidhi Bhakti. It's not as central, I want to say, to rag bhakti as shravanam, kirtanam, and smarnam. Hmm? Now, when we say, okay, we are going to follow the ragmarg, I said earlier, where there is where there are rules, there's no love. Where there's love, there are no rules. Hmm? But when we tread the ragmarg that Rupa Goswami has delineated in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, hmm? it's not that there are no rules. It means the rules of Barnashram, you, when you tread the Vaidhi Marg or the Rag Marg of Bhakti, you are not subject to the rules of Barnashram. To think that you are is to have your Bhakti covered by karma. Just like someone says, women can't be gurus in Gaudiya Vaishnavism because, well, they're women. Hmm? Whatever. And they can't wear Brahman threads. Hmm? This is to have Bhakti covered by karma. You're thinking that some Varnashram type of consideration hmm, takes precedence hmm, over bhakti. That's what Rupa Goswami It's not uttam bhakti. Gyan karmadi anavritam. Hmm? To think that if I, if I don't cover my base in the Varnashram, then I won't have the proper standing in bhakti. And uh, this is 
it's a big problem. You can see you know, this is an example of some people thinking like this. And if you play it out and look at it, this is this is where it, it ends up. Hmm? Um, bhakti covered by karma. Hmm? And, and the people who advocate really don't know, know nothing practically about what Varnashram is. It's not living in the woods, you know, and having sustainable living. Hmm? I mean, it's... it's like, I mean, they were Varnashramis, you know, in uh, Dwarka, too. <laughs> in Mathura. Anyway, so... So... So we come under, the point is, different rules. Hmm? So there is some structure to bhakti, hmm? bhakti marg. It has its rules. And with regard to archan, hmm? that has its place, especially in vaidhi bhakti. You, you may note when Rupa Goswami begins to delineate vaidhi bhakti and its angas, uh, uh, first comes ado gurvashraya, taking shelter of the guru. You cannot do vaidhi bhakti to Krishna Without Guru Bhakti. Hmm? Guru Bhakti is the first, if you will, Anga of the Angi, arm, limb of the body of Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? So, Adogu, take shelter of the Guru, hear from the Guru, and on the basis of hearing, and you, you take initiation, teach instruction, serve affectionately, and so on and so forth. All these things are given. And, and and fairly quickly he, he goes into archan, hmm? and you can't do this in the temple, and you can't wear red and blue, the royal colors, which are the colors of the of the the, the royalty, and Krishna is the prince, and so on and so forth. And there's so many of them, hmm? so it has all its do's and don'ts. Hmm? So these are not to be uh, ignored hmm? in the name of Raganuga Bhakti or in the name of Vaidhi Bhakti, and if you do Rag Bhakti. Hmm? Well, uh, if you are pursuing Rag Bhakti, Rupa Goswami says, "Now you know. Now we speak about Raganuga, hmm? and it's basically about following the example of the devotees who are the inhabitants of Vrindavan, who love Krishna in a particular way, and so on and so forth." And um, and uh, he doesn't say. And Raganuga Bhakti begins by taking shelter of the Guru, and then you go to follow a codice and do. The, but all those things are implied. Hmm? Hmm? They're all. It's not that they're all like crossed off the list now. Hmm? That's not what he's saying there. Therefore, when he says the three, he has three verses. What the practice of Raghunuga Bhakti constitutes. Other than that, he wants to differentiate between Vaidhi Bhakti and Rag Bhakti in terms of motivation and the driving force, and so forth. Vaidhi Bhakti is well. I I feel that. If I do bhakti according to what the scripture says, I'll be free from birth and death. It's the right thing to do. I should do it. Hmm? This is the motivation. So, in contrast, rag bhakti is, is not concerned with that, but it's driven by taste, by ruchi, by by lobha. Hmm? Rupa Goswami used the word lobha. Jiva Goswami and Bhaktisiddhanta used the word ruchi. Same principle, taste feeling for the whole thing. Hmm? Now, of course, you want to say, well, then how can all... So, uh, we should follow Vaidhi Bhakti until we get a taste. And the people say, well, Vaidhi Bhakti goes to Vaikuntha and Dwarka and, and so forth. So, you, you have to follow Rag Bhakti from the beginning. And 
Then some people think, well, I need qualification for rag bhakti because you got to be pure. But that's not what Rupa Goswami says. You don't have to be pure to do rag bhakti. You have to have this ideal. So like you take, for example, Prabhupada's disciples, what's their ideal? Hmm? I mean, most of them think, or used to think, and now clouds have come with the setting of the sun of um, his personal presence, Prabhupada's presence for many of his disciples. But they used to think, well, the goal is to go to Krishna. Hmm? They don't think the goal is to go to Vaikuntha. A devotee told me many, many years ago in New Dwarka, Prabhupada's temple in Los Angeles, he said, you know, most of the devotees go to Vaikuntha. Only a few rarely go to Vrindavan. And I cried. I said, it can't be. It can't be. That's terrible to hear that. I don't believe that. Hmm? I was right, as I found out. This is a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was opening the doors to 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 the Brajalila, so forth. So, what Prabhupada did was instill somehow this idea in everybody, this, this idea, kind of invisibly, if you will. Hmm? He gave the Krishna book. Once Giriraj Maharaj asked him, you know, you said we should read the first nine canos and then the tenth cano, but then you gave the Krishna book first. And Prabhupada said, oh, you have to give a little taste, you know, in the beginning to what it's all about. Just what the appetite, what's the goal, hmm? something like that. Hmm? Of course, you have to read the Krishna book properly to understand, as I said, what is the mature Leela, the Dwarka Leela, how it points back to the Braj Leela and so forth. But So... If you have that ideal, hmm? Rupa Jiva Goswami says, if you, if you come in touch with a rag bhakta, hmm? this will invariably, inevitably be your ideal. It will come in you. Hmm? But still, you don't have the eligibility to incorporate all the practices of rag bhakti. So you can practice rag bhakti, but all of the practices, some of which require a pure heart. Hmm? Because meditation requires a pure heart. Hmm? Without, that's that's the whole teaching of the Gita, to go back to that. Well, you do nishkam karma, he says, uh, then the heart becomes pure, then 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 you, wisdom will come, what is atma, then you can do dhyana and so forth. Hmm? So it applies to some extent in bhakti as well. There's external bhakti and there's internal bhakti. So to do internal bhakti means cheta darpana marjanam. The hearts become cleansed. Hmm? So what to do? You don't have a cleansed heart. You cannot embrace the smarnam. I said there are three things that constitute the practice. So you, 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 you remember you uh, the 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 ideal of love of the Vrindavan devotees, and 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 for the most part. It, it, in the same mood that that it's coming to you through the person of the guru in Guru Parampara, who has that. That's your window of opportunity. So, Guru Jati Abhav, this is the general norm. You follow the bhav of your guru. That's what's coming, that's what you're getting. There are some exceptions, and that's another discussion. But So, you then, then Seva Sadaka Rupa Nisada Rupa Chatri, you meditate, you serve, you serve in a Siddha Rupa, and a sadaka rupa. So this requires some eligibility. Hmm? That siddha rupa is a meditative body. Hmm? It's a meditative form. Hmm? Meditation it means real ability 
to move within the subjective world. That's what it means. And it's the real world. That's the real world. It's not like, oh, it's just a meditative world. It's not a real world. <laughs> That's our our attachment to the objective world, the world of things that are here today and gone tomorrow makes us think like that. You know, the, the meditative world is less, it's not the real world. No. no, it is the real world. The objective world comes out, it's only the world of things are only what they are because we call them what we call them. Hmm? Their meaning, their value all derives from us, from consciousness. So that's the world of value, the world of meaning, purpose, and so forth. Hmm? So, the meditation, the meditative body, you know, there's a, there's a saying, Guru Dev gave me my name, Krishna Das. Hmm? He gave me my Kontimala, my neck beads, Japamala, hmm? and he blessed me with a Sadaka Deha, right? A practitioner's body. You are now on work living within the parameters that's set up by the guru. Hmm, different gurus may have different parameters, but they're they're all within the parameters of what is sadhana bhakti, and and so you're no longer living in the material world. Hmm. Sadaka day is like a work in progress. It's it has, it's the senses are attached to sense objects and it's material, and they become attached to a spiritual sense object that takes on a spiritual characteristic. The idea is to perfect it. So Guru Dave gives the sadaka deya. And then the, the initiate says, Gurudev, what about my Siddharupa? And then Guru says, what, you don't like what I gave you? <laughs> you don't like what I gave you? you? You've already digested that entirely? That's been digested? Hmm? So you have to use your sadaka deha. And as the sadaka deha is perfected, the siddha will arise. Hmm? Hmm? So there's much scope for gaiety the sadhaka deya. So Jiva Goswami says, what to do? You have attraction for rag bhakti, your heart may not be pure. So, so you follow your guru and you incorporate what practices of rag bhakti that you have eligibility for and and aspire for greater eligibility. Hmm? And you then uh, uh, make a foundation of your spiritual life in Vaidhi Bhakti, which is the third thing that Rupa Goswami says, do Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? Shravanam, Kirtanam, this is all Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? So it's not that everything in Vaidhi Bhakti has been rejected. Hmm? Those things are there. Some things that are not conducive to Rag Bhakti, that'll be, that they will be eliminated, that, that are, have a different focus, take you in a different direction. But otherwise, uh, this uh, strengthens then one's was rug. So he has a, one has a different. Therefore, Jiva Goswami uses a nice term. He says, "Ajata ruchi, raganuga bhakti." It's a kind of an oxymoron. Raganuga bhakti without a taste. When you know what's that? <laughs> because it's rag means anuga to follow anuga with uh, with with rag or the rag people, people of attachment with taste. So you're attached to the person who has that, and then. You incorporate what practices you're eligible for, and this is, this is your ideal. Your ideal is the Vrindavan Bhakti, and, and it becomes more focused. And as, it, as you become, as you understand what this is about, then you have inquiries about it. Hmm? Then the Guru will speak to them. It's not that he goes and beats you over the head with everything. But you see, so 
she's interested in that now. Hmm, that's good. We'll talk about that. Hmm. Hmm. Not interested, then no need to talk about that. Hmm. If we want to tell everybody everything, everybody's not interested even. Hmm. Then it just becomes, yes, I want to be a Manjari. You know, you know, it becomes like a un, un, unappealing, uh, unbecoming. Jaradhi. Hmm? <laughs> like, okay. What's that all? And, 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 you know, meanwhile, you're using the temple's place to meet guys or girls or something like that. You know, it's a good place to. You know. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go to church and I looked around at the girls. I can remember that. I'm just coming to my mind now. Um, she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not the idea. So with the people, they, they become a little interested. They hear tattva, and they say, "Yeah, you, you you say it all the time in so many ways, but not everybody picks up on understands." So, so this should be done tastefully. Hmm? So there, so that, so the point here, anyway, in 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 the larger sense, is that the Vaidhi bhakti has application in rag bhakti. So there are there are some rules to. To the rag bhakti is not just throwing away the rules. What to speak of throwing away the vaidhi bhakti? It's not. It's not like that. And if you do archan, then in bhakti marg, then those rules that are given by Rupa Goswami for archan, they should be respected. Hmm? And and so that said, hmm? for example, you worship the Govardhan Shila. So Govardhan Shila, there are different ways in which you can. Uh, engage in that worship, and of course, Mahaprabhu taught Raghunatha Goswami how to worship. Hmm? And I, I don't see many devotees worshiping exactly how Mahaprabhu said. Uh, yeah. Uh, devotees, they worship yeah. 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 <laughs> but what's uh, what the really the uh, of course Gobardhan is uh, is is Ragmarg deity. People thought, oh, uh, from the Varnashram side, that Mahaprabhu gave Raghunathas the stone from Govardhan to worship because he's not not born in the Brahmin family, therefore he's not qualified to worship the Shaligram. Hmm? That's the Varnashram argument. Bhakti Siddhanta was con- confronted with that kind of argument, and he argued obviously against that. So the the the, the Ragmarg again is is well, it's the other end of the spectrum, right? In the one end of Varnashram, you got all the rules. And there's no love. It's uh, it's a bargaining type of thing and business. The other end, you rag is all love and no rules. So no rules, but no rules means you have to have fully. You can only let go of the rules as much as the heart has fully been placed in the deity. Hmm? After all, you have to understand the whole uh, deity worship is kind of like a, the realm of ritual. It's a meeting place between the temporal and the eternal. Hmm? It looks temporal at a glance, but if you approach it from the point of view of the Shastra, you find it's eternal. But there's symbolic language there. The deity is a, is, is a symbolic representation of Krishna, not a symbolic representation of Brahman, but of Krishna. Hmm? And like I said, as Krishna says in through the pen of Krishna as Kabbalah, people worship me with Vaidhi Bhakti, but like it's kind of boring. I just stand still there, and they offer this stuff, and, I, and, and they don't want to talk to me, because if I start talking, then 
I have all kinds of things to do, and they don't want that. They want to do other things. They want to keep me in a little closet. There you go. Close the doors. Open the doors. Worship. Close the doors. Get on with my life. Hmm? Something like that. Of course, that's not the whole idea of Adi Bhakti. I had the good fortune when I first was blessed by Prabhupada's invitation to come to India. I mean, like in 1973, I think, and then I, I went to Australia, and then from there to India, just uh, crossing over into 1974. And we landed in Madras, and a godbrother of mine named Madhavisa was leading the group, and he knew these Brahmins in, in Madras, so we stayed in their house for a night. And they were doing Vaidhi Bhakti, and it was far out. I mean, uh, there we were in the house, and they served Prashadam, and one of the devotees said, Is it all, has it been offered? And that guy in the household who was serving the devotees, he looked... And with an effulgent look, he said, everything in this house is offered. And I looked and said, yeah, you're right. This place is... As Bhakti notes, my house turned into Goloka Vrindavan. By what? Observing the Ghadasi and worshipping Tulsi and so on and so forth. And he sings, Sudhavakata, Charanarain, of course... The dust of the feet of the Vaishnava, this is the first thing. Hmm? So, <laughs> so, but anyway, we do some kind of Vaidhi Bhakti, and he's in a closet, and he, usually he's got a small room. The, rest, the whole rest of the house is ours for our life, and so forth. So, it's not like real interesting to him. Hmm? Hmm? He's just standing still. If he talks, it's a problem. And he, then he wants so many things, and you can't have your life, so he doesn't talk. Hmm? But you talk to him through Om Idam Naibajam Klim Krishnaya Namaha. This is what I mean by symbolic language. It's a realm of ritual, and there are procedures in there, how to move in there, and how to talk in there, and and you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's a, it's a whole, <laughs> and uh, and it's not how Mother Yasoda talks to Krishna. Come eat, eat more, you know, and and so forth. But you can come out on the other side, is the idea. If you approach it properly, you can come out on the other side. Then the deity starts to talk to you, and then, you know, then you're in a, in a different world here. Hmm? Ultimately, you know, in our Sampradaya, he, he, he manifests in the heart, the temple manifests in the heart, so Nambhajan becomes prominent. So they'll tend to move away from the deity worship, which they establish for the common people. And hmm? But Das Goswami served the the the, the, the Sheila as Mahaprabhu instructed him, and uh, the very little kind of ingredients involved or uh, uh, items offered and so forth, but his whole heart is being offered. If you understand properly, his whole heart is being offered, and so to the extent that the whole heart is being offered, then you're really doing the Giriraj puja, and then you know different places, different. Uh, um, moths and so forth, they have different practices that they establish. All these Archanapadatis are a little different here and there, and they're pretty similar. We have one, too, and um, uh, we, we teach the devotees to, 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 to follow those and so forth. But it's it's possible that uh, I don't... Uh, that, that, but, but if someone is not following those and um, doing deity worship and Speaking Pajalpo or something, I said, this is not good. Hmm? 
This is not like, oh, he must be a ragbog or something like that. And if if any of you see that, then you should point that out to me. In our group, anybody can talk to me. Hmm? And they can say, this troubled me, this devotee was that, and I wasn't, as, am I supposed to think he's this or that or higher or lower? And I'll tell you. So I, I can't answer your, you had some kind of, was going in a specific direction. Without specifics, I can't give the full answer. But if if if, if anybody in our Sangha sees some kind of, something that they don't understand how this is correct or not, they should talk to somebody, and then if they don't get an answer, they can talk to me. They can get a definitive answer, and that person, if they're wrong, they can be helped also. This is our, this is what song is, to help one another. So we shouldn't be shy to, to bring that up. That That is important. We should sit like this, and now it's your turn to talk. Now it's your turn to talk. Now it's your turn. This is Sadhusanga, and you say, how... In the course of my day, I failed. I tried, but my mind took me there, and so my body went there too, and I did this. Then you pass the sticks. Your turn to talk, your turn to talk. This is Sadasanga. Hmm? There's two things that will happen from this. People will stop showing up for the fire, <laughs> or they'll get fired up. <laughs> Something like that. So we're back to what we were saying the other night. So tell them, you know, Nirmat Saranam Satam, with the thoroughly honest. Is that, for now, address your concerns? Very interesting topic. It's a long answer, but as I said, if you ask me that, better to give me some time to to uh, elaborate upon it. Any any other question? What's the time now? Yes, too long? Um, continuation from last evening... We're talking about the architects of our sampradaya, specifically the six And uh, I'm not really well educated. I, I'd like to have some some insight into the specific contributions. I know, you know, Rupa Sanatan and Raghunath and Jiva Goswami, but uh, the contributions of uh, Gopal Bhatta and Raghunath Bhatta, I'm, I'm not very familiar with. Could you elaborate just a little bit as to? Well, yeah, I mean, we talked for a while, so we'll be brief, but Gopal Bhatta Goswami makes a very substantial contribution um, to the Sampradaya. He, he came from South India, from a Brahmin family and a, and a, and a Vaishnava family, hmm? um, Ramanuja Vaishnava family. So he had a very uh, a good uh, pedigree, if you will, from the uh, Hindu uh, socio-religious perspective of the time from an esteemed, well-established Sampradaya and a Brahmin in that Sampradaya and so forth. Rup Sanatan, Jiva Goswami, their pedigree was thought to be uh, blemished uh, by uh, way of their employment in the, in the Muslim government and so forth. Raghunath Das Goswami was from a, a, a Sudra family, so he's, he's, he's blemished <laughs> From that kind of uh, Varnashram perspective, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, he was the son of um, Tapan Mishra, and he may that may, he may from, be from a Brahmin family, but um, but Gopal Bhatta um, has a very substantial position in the Sampradaya. Mahabhu told him, take care of your family. 
your mother and father, who he converted to from the worship of Lakshmi Narayan to the worship of Radha and Krishna. And then after they expire, go to Vrindavan and I'll, you'll meet me again there. So uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami went to Vrindavan and Mahabrabhu sent his seat, wooden seat, and his piece of his cloth, dhoti, to uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami. And then um, um, he was given the position of the, of the uh, overtly the position of the Acharya. He initiated amongst the six Goswamis. He was the main initiator. Hmm? Rupa Goswami initiated Jiva Goswami. We don't know anybody, Sanatana Goswami's disciple. Hmm? You see, they were establishing a Sampradaya. And so from the climate of the times, they had some disqualification in the minds of the people. So better to choose, you know, who will be put in front in terms of what will cause the less opposition as you try to go in like a needle in Prabhupada's terminology and analogy and out like a plow. Hmm? If you go into somebody with a needle, it's a very small entrance point. If you come out like a plow, well, you're going to see like... So that was their idea, and um, so... Gopal Bhatta Goswami was uh, held as kind of the main seat as the initiating guru amongst the the um, six Goswamis. Mahaprabhu, of course, never personally returned to Vrindavan, but it's thought that he returned in the form of Radha Raman. So you know the story of Radha Raman. Of course, he was worshiping Gopal Bhatta the Shilas, and then he was on Shringa Chaturzi, he was meditating on the bhakti of Prahlad. Hmm? The character of Prahlad and so forth, and 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 uh, and uh, thinking how how pleased Bhagwan was that he he appeared like that out of the stone for uh, Prahlad, and the next morning he found the shaligram in the basket, and it had expanded. He thought it was a snake in the basket, so he opened, but he opened it up, and here on the hip and in the shoulder is the. Sh- two round parts of the shaligram in the form of Radharaman. So it's thought that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reappeared as Radharaman. Therefore, he is one deity of Krishna, but he's called Radharaman. There's no Radha there, visibly. But, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is Radha and Krishna combined. So so also, um, in his Satsandarbha, that is so central in terms of Tattva for the uh, Sampradaya, and Jiva Goswami, at, in each Sandarbha, he defers to Gopal Bhatta Goswami by way of saying, this book is based on the the collection of um, notes of Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and I'm just taking them, rearranging them, and doing something. So he, uh, he had a role in that, and also a big role in the... Um, in the Gaudiya Vaishnava Smriti, uh, what is it called? Hari Bhakti Vilas, where he... Uh, how you do this, how you do that, all the rituals and all the decorum and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, this was Sanatan's work in conjunction with Gopal Bhatta Goswami, who bring that South India perspective. This is where they're kind of like, in Gari Bhakti Vilas, they're kind of smritiizing, you know, Gaudiya Vaishnavism to make it user-friendly for that climate where there's... Well, in Varnashram, and there's rules for everything and rites and mantras and so forth. So, Gopal Bhatta. And uh, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami 
Um, we don't have that much uh, contribution from him, um, but um, he was mainly known uh, for uh, his... Uh, he he uh, lived in Benares hmm, with Tapan Mijia. He pilgrimaged to Puri to have the association of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, Mahaprabhu... Um, blessed him to recite the Bhagavatam. So, uh, Raghunath Bhattu Goswami is considered by his followers to be an incarnation of Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm? the personification of the Bhagavatam. I've been to their temple, hmm? at the place of Raghunath Das Goswami, a very nice group of devotees there in Vrindavan, near Bihari, and uh, um, he is said to have recited the Bhagavatam in five different tunes, melodies, he would he would chant. And so he was somehow thought to be a, a living, they all are in one sense, person Bhagavatams, and there's the book about Bhagavatam, but him in particular. Um, although, that said, Sanatana Goswami is thought to be the real best scholar on the Bhagavatam amongst the Godias. Um, but something like this uh, has come to be... Uh, how we think about Raghunath Bhatt Goswami. I don't know of anything he's written. I'm sorry, yes. Oh, uh, so that's a brief what I can say to you. Sad Goswami Kijai Gaud Premanandi Haribo.